Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. In other words, let's say it another way. Obedience was demanded before healing was manifested. And that is true oftentimes, or sometimes, let's put it that way. Sometimes that is true. So I said to this man also, because I knew by revelation, I said, uh, I don't want to embarrass you, and yet I must minister to you, right here in front of everybody. I said, you see, you're a member of this church. The pastor will tell you, I didn't even know he had to speak up and tell me he was a member of this church. But I said, you see, you don't even pay your tithes or support the church financially. And it wasn't just your stomach that was burning, but your, but, but your conscience was hurting you. And you was harassed about that. Oh, he said, I know you're a fortune teller now. I said, that's exactly what happened. No, I said, I'm not telling you fortune. My head don't have a thing in the world to do with it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. And I knew that if you just, you know, commanded that spirit that I know was there because I have the revelation of it, I don't just imagine it or think so, uh, then it's going to, the folks, you see, will get afraid and the devil will take advantage and defeat children of God. Because they'll go away and say, well, now that man's a member of this church, saved, baptized, the Holy Ghost, and you mean that he had a devil in him? Maybe I've got one in me. <laughs> well, these things need to be defined. He's not demon-possessed. Now, you've got money in your pocket, but that don't mean money possesses you, does it? I said, does it? No. Yet we've seen some people that are possessed by the desire for money. Isn't that right? But yet, just because you've got money in your pocket or in your billfold don't mean that you're possessed by money. And because he may have a demon oppressing his body doesn't mean that he's demon-possessed. His spirit's not even touched by that demon. It's his body. Yet the thing must be cast out. Are you following me? Yet that's not true concerning every case of healing. But if it needs to be done, God revealed to you. If you don't, why well, don't do it? Just go ahead and minister healing. And, and so I explained to the people that we are spirit, soul, and body. And that our body hasn't been redeemed yet. And that it's up to us. Our spirits are born again. And it's up to us because we're the caretakers of that body to see if the devil doesn't get in. But if we don't know how or haven't been taught, well, we leave the door open and the devil gets in. And I'm going to cast this thing out of him. Well, I laid my hands on him again. And this time I had a different revelation. Still the word of knowledge operating. Uh, I, I had what also what I call a mini in my eye vision. I didn't know the man. I didn't know where he lived. But in this vision, see, real quick, I saw where he lived, saw his house. And I saw him in bed. I knew it was about midnight two, two days before, two nights before, you see. It's midnight. He can't sleep. He doesn't disturb his wife because now his wife's had to go on to work, you know, because he's been off from work for two years. So he got up and left the bedroom up in the front of the house and went out on the back porch. Now, they had on the back of this house what we down in Texas, uh, you know, he's called a screened-in back porch. Sort of a sleeping porch, you know. Screen on it, you know, in the summertime while they roll the canvas up. Wintertime, they let the canvas down, you know, sort of have a... And so uh, there's a bed back there. And I saw him fall across this bed. 
And then he's just holding his stomach, just rolling from one side to the other. His stomach is burning like fire. So I said to him, two nights ago, at about midnight, a little after, you, you couldn't rest, you couldn't sleep, you didn't want to disturb your wife, so you got up and went from the front bedroom out of the back porch. You have a screened-in back porch. We used to call them a sleeping porch sometimes, the back of your house. And you just fell across the bed. And you were just holding your stomach, rolling from one side to the other, and your stomach just a burning like fire. Well, now, see, here's a fellow. It's a full gospel, spirit-filled fellow. But he said, well, you must be a fortune teller or a mind reader. That's exactly what happened. Well, no, you know, the devil can tell fortunes and read people's minds sometimes, but God knows more than the devil does. Amen. Are you listening? Amen. And he can outdo the devil any time. Praise God. No, I said, I didn't get that in my head. I got that in my spirit. The, the spirit of God showed me. Well, he said, that's exactly what happened. Now, I said to him, now, remember, I don't know whether you've forgotten my thought or not, but back there when I was talking about that blind man, the ninth chapter of, of, of John, where Jesus spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle, said, go wash it off in the pool of Siloam, and I shall come again seeing. I'm talking about he had to obey that before he could get healed. Isn't that right? I said, isn't that right? In other words, just say it another way. Obedience was demanded before healing was manifested. And that is true oftentimes, or sometimes, let's put it that way. Sometimes that is true. So I said to this man also, because I knew by revelation, I said, uh, I don't want to embarrass you, and yet I must minister to you right here in front of everybody. I said, you see, you are a member of this church. The pastor will tell you. I didn't even know he had to speak up and tell me he was a member of this church. But I said, you see, you don't even pay your tithes or support the church financially. And it wasn't just your stomach that was burning, but your, but, but your conscience was hurting you. And you was harassed about that. Oh, he said, I know you're a fortune teller now. I said, that's exactly what happened. No, I said, I'm not telling you fortune. My head don't have a thing in the world to do with it. I, I got the revelation of it and saw it all in my spirit. Now, I said, you see, before I can minister to you, you're going to have to obey God. Now, can you see that? You're going to have to, other what are you going to do? See, this settle this thing first, and then we'll get to healing. Well, he said, bless God, I'm going to, see, he had a good job, all companies. I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to give offerings. Fine, I said. Cast the thing out of him. I knew it left him. There's no manifestation, but I knew it in my spirit. I said to him, go home and eat a two-bone steak. Now, for two years, he hadn't had any real solid food. He said all he could eat was a little baby food because he couldn't keep that on his stomach half the time. A few raw eggs mixed up in a little milk, you know, and he can't keep that on his stomach. Well, he went home, did just exactly what I said, ate a T-bone steak, never bought him, went back to the doctor. The very next day, they took an X-ray of his stomach, and his stomach's clear. I mean, the the the... the, the Ulcers are gone. See, he had an old wad of ulcers. Look how washed that's. Whole wad of them in his stomach. It's all gone. I mean, before the meeting was over, uh, he is back to work. Now, you see, uh, we must depend upon the Holy Spirit to help us. And we can't just set a pattern, you see, of, of we ministered everybody the same way. And uh, you shouldn't want to be ministered to just like somebody else was. If we're going to do the works of Jesus, we'll have to do them the way he did them. Isn't that right? Yeah. Are, are you following me now? Yeah. Now then, here's where people miss it. I want you to see something here now. 
Somebody said to me in that very meeting, see, I didn't have any other revelation about anybody else in the healing line. Not a word. Well, there's no use in me trying to manufacture one because it wouldn't be right anyway. Unless the Spirit of God's in it. See? Now, somebody said, I don't understand that. Now, I know it's right because a man admitted it's so. But now, you see, here's where people make a mistake about the prophet's ministry. They think he ought to know everything about everybody. But they didn't, even in the Old Testament. Are you listening? Now, you'll have to realize this about Jesus, because he did stand in that office, that he had the Spirit without measure. See, John 3.34 said, talking about Jesus, that he had the Spirit without measure. Now, that infers that all the rest of us have the Spirit by measure. And for that simple reason, you see, we wouldn't know everything like he would because he had the Spirit without measure. Remember what Paul himself said? He said, we know in part and we prophesy in part. Remember there in the Old Testament again about, about Elisha? Uh, you remember Naaman came there, you know, and was healed. And he wanted to give uh, Elisha, you know, so many talents of gold, so many talents of silver, and so many changes of raiment, or we would say suits of clothes, the way we would talk. But he wouldn't take anything. He said it's not time to be receiving gifts. And uh, remember that Elisha had a servant by the name of Gehazi. And uh, he followed, ran after Naaman and overtook him and lied to him and said, after you left, two young prophets came. And though my master wouldn't take anything for himself, he said it'd be all right to take so many talents of gold and so many talents of silver and a couple of changes of raiment, or we'd say a couple of suits of clothes apiece for these two prophets. Well, old Naaman just thrilled about being healed of this deadly disease that he gave him twice as much as he asked for, didn't he? And then that rascal went out and hid it because he's lying and getting it for his own benefit. Then when he stood in the presence of Elisha, the prophet, uh, Elisha asked him, where have you been? He said, nowhere, my master. And he said, my spirit went with you when you joined yourself to that chariot. See, he saw it in the spirit. Now you stop and reflect upon that just a minute. Here this fellow Gehazi is with Elisha, the prophet, every day. Every single day. Well, now, if the prophet, because he's a prophet, because he stands in that office, if he always knows everything about everybody, well, wouldn't he have been a fool? I mean, you know, he's not stupid. He wouldn't have tried that, would he? I said, would he? Why, he'd already, he would have been 100% certain ahead of time he'd been caught up with. No, it is only as the Spirit wills. Now, here's what somebody said. Now, I don't understand that. Now, how come Brother Hagin to know that that fellow didn't pay his tithes and the third person afterwards that he prayed for didn't pay tithes and he never said a word to them? And then five more people down the line, remember this same church, and they don't support the church or paid tithes, and he never said a word to them, just went ahead and prayed for them. Now, if he knew that about this one, why didn't he know that about that one? See? Well, it's not a matter of what I knew or what I didn't do. It's a matter of what the Lord revealed to me. You see, Jesus himself said, and we've been reading that in these classes heretofore. I didn't get through with everything I wanted to say. That's the reason I'm picking up again here. If you'd turn to that fifth chapter of John's gospel, we read about Jesus at the pool of Bethesda and about the healing of a man there. 
But you get down to the 19th verse. Look at that 19th verse of the 5th chapter of John. The 19th verse of the 5th chapter of John's gospel. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son, capital S-O-N, talking about himself, the Son of God, can do nothing of himself. The Son can do nothing of himself. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Healing Package, which includes the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It, plus the paperback book by Ken Hagan, The Healers in Your House. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And hey, Oklahoma City, our, oh, our, yes. our, our satellite church over in Oklahoma City, it's at uh, 8921 Northwest Expressway, uh, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. Experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. We are having an awesome time. Oh, it right, we're having great. a great time. Hey, yes. and listen, you know, you can watch uh, any of the Rainbow Praise on the podcast. Uh, you can listen to, to the radio. Call today to get this month's special healing package, which includes the three CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It, plus the paperback book by Ken Hagan, The Healers in Your House. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.